Yosu Spurs Cast, episode 528. My name is Paul Garcia and I am the host of the Spurs Cast. Joining me on this episode will be Project Spurs' Steven Anderson. In our conversation, Steven and I recap the last three Spurs games. We have a conversation about the Derek White injury where he may be out up until um, you know the All-Star break. We we go through a little bit of the latest details about the Spurs in the as the trade deadline approaches on Thursday, and then lastly we we re, we preview the upcoming games for the Spurs. Um, you know before they head to All Star break against the Warriors, the Blazers, the Jazz, and the Grizzlies. So please enjoy my conversation with Project Spurs' Stephen Anderson. And now joining me is Project Spurs' Stephen Anderson. Stephen, how you doing, man? Hey, Paul, how's it going? How are you? I'm doing very well uh, myself. Um, yeah, thanks for joining me, Stephen, for, for this episode, 528. Um, Spurs cast listeners, please follow him on Twitter, at the Stephen A underscore. So Stephen and I are going to go through, um, you know, four main topics here today. We're going to preview, I mean, we're going to recap some of the Spurs' uh, recent games. We're going to talk about Derek White's injury, the upcoming trade deadline on Thursday, and then last, uh, we will we will um, preview the upcoming games before the uh, All-Star break gets here for the Spurs. So, Stephen, let's go ahead and kick off where, where I left last week, and that was um, with the Spurs you know, going to host the Nets. Uh, they hosted the Nets last Thursday. They beat them 117-114, barely beat them. Uh, Derek White had a career-high 26 points with six assists that night. Then on Saturday, the Spurs um, hosted the Pelicans for the last time this season. They beat the Pelicans by five, 113-108. This was a crazy game because San Antonio had control for most of the night. Then with a 22-point lead in the last six minutes, uh, Pop put in the, um, you know, the bench players and they basically almost lost that lead where the Pelicans cut it down to three points with 38 seconds left. And so Pop had to bring back LaMarcus, De, uh, I mean, LaMarcus and DeMar, and they ended up closing out the game. And no Anthony Davis that night or Miritich or any of those guys from New Orleans. Then, Stephen, on Monday, uh, the Spurs' most recent game, they, they, they started the rodeo road trip. They went to Sacramento, and they lost uh, 127-112. They basically fell behind early. They, they made a little bit of a comeback, but then in the third quarter, Sacramento kind of uh, put, pushed ahead, and they ended up taking it over in the fourth. Um, you know, they basically dominated the second half. This was the first game the Spurs uh, were without uh, Derek White, who is uh, has right heel soreness now. Now, we're going to get to Derek White in a little bit. Um, he's, he's, our, he's our second um, topic uh, in terms of conversation. But um, what are your thoughts for now, Stephen, on the Spurs? You know, their most recent few games here, and then just being 32-23 and 23 overall, six seed in the West, uh, fifth on offense and 22nd on defense. Well, first off, they're 32-23 and 23 now. And, you know, for the Spurs, being that where they are right now, we're in February, uh, all-star break is quickly approaching. They're on the road to your road trip. I'm kind of happy with how they where they are. Um, you know, I mean, considering how they started the season, I, I'm, I'm pretty cool with how they are right now. Uh, getting to the most recent the three games you mentioned, Paul, and this is what concerns me a little bit. First of all, the most recent was that Sacramento game. So let's real quickly jump into that one. That's the one that jumps out at me the most. And, you know, going in, I predict, uh, you did a poll on your Twitter, and I predict the Spurs will go 3-1. and one. I said, you know, Spurs will win. Uh, or sorry, was it 2-1, 3 whatever it is. 2-1, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I said, you know, the Spurs will, I predict the Spurs will lose Sacramento. And the reason is, against these teams, and we've seen the Spurs do this many, many times, and it's not just Sacramento – where it's these young teams, you know, they, they have the athletic wings, they're, they're, they had to use their speed. And that's exactly what Sacramento did um, against the Spurs to open the trip. And the Spurs struggle against those type of teams, and, they, they, and that's not the only time we've seen the Spurs go through that. And that's not the last time we're going to see the Spurs go through that this season. And I don't know what it is about those type of teams, but the Spurs have 
the the guards. They have the they have the young players that we've seen in the past. Now we know the Spurs have had the the uh, I guess the reputation for being old. And I'm using quotes here. You can't see me, but I'm using quotes. Old around that, and they're not old anymore. They're actually one of the younger teams now. Uh, if you, like, of course, take Pablo Saw out of that equation. The Spurs are, are actually a pretty young team. But as far as what's going on with them, I would say just inconsistency. You know, Paul, uh, defensively, the Spurs, uh, uh, even Rudy Gay's mentioned it, DeMar's mentioned it in post they're inconsistent on defense. They've allowed 100, over 100 points and way over 100 points in some cases. Uh, in the last, I believe, what, 10, 12 games it has been? So Yeah, it's been a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's one big area that I, I noticed. And then obviously DeMar DeRozan, he was out for a few games. Uh, I believe he had an ankle issue, maybe some rest here and there in between. Uh, he's been inconsistent, of course, but I mean, I don't. I'm not worried about that at all. But just inconsistency, inconsistency overall. Yeah, I agree with you. And you know, the, the thing about this year's Spurs team compared to you know the past few years, where you know Sacramento is a quick young team, like you mentioned. Usually, the Spurs have that defensive backbone to to, to kind of um, you know they're able to control the pace of the game because their offense they're a low turnover team you know they, they slow the ball down they're not a fast team san antonio but then they always have that defensive part where they could you know if they're having a bad night offensively they can they can sustain and survive because they can rely on their defense well that's the opposite case this year with this spurs team uh like you just mentioned i mean they're giving up 100 points uh, over almost 110 nightly now uh after they were playing so well in december in um in mid-december and mid-january now it's kind of coming back to that november defense where they're really just letting teams get um, you know, these, these scoring bunches on them. And that's the biggest part is that, you know, they can't stop teams now. Now they, 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 they just don't have those stops to go to. And it always felt like Sacramento was just, you know, two steps faster every single time. They were they were getting transition plays. I remember the first quarter, they were up 20 to zero in, in fast break points. Now, part of that is Derek White, their best uh, perimeter defender being out. But still, I mean, he's not going to stop the entire Kings team. So, so I, I think that that's why, I, you know, last week when I made my prediction, I did pick the Kings to win that game. And that, that was assuming Derek White would play. I, I just had I just felt like on the road, this Spurs defense having trouble as it is, um, you know, I just didn't trust them to, to, to keep it together, especially with, with that, that Sacramento home crowd, which is really awesome, you know, some of the chances that they have for their players and that environment. So I really felt that that was a loss for San Antonio. One thing I want to um, in here, Paul, real quick before we go to the next good. topic, which is uh, on the road, obviously the Spurs last season, they, I, I believe, was one of the worst road records they've had in a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming in now, now they're after after the loss of Sacramento, they're ten and sixteen on the road. Um, and considering who they have on this trip, I mean, Golden State's up next. We're going to get to that later, but I mean, it's not going to get any better considering. No, how, yeah. How <laughs> played and one thing you mentioned, Paul, and I want to get out touch on real quickly, which is uh, the the defensive part of it, which is they're allowing teams to score, like I said, over a hundred points a game now. And one thing I do notice, obviously, we know we're not going to get into it, but Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, they're gone. Two of the best defenders that the Spurs have had. They have not had a good replacement for that. And that replacement was supposed to be DeJounte Murray. And obviously, we didn't know at the time that he was going to be out all season when that trade was made. But, I mean, until the Spurs find that guy that can be that defensive stopper, they're really going to have a tough time. And, yes, they'll make the playoffs, but it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. And, you know, the, the two players that have really picked, you know, tried to do that, be those replacement guys are are, are um, Derek White and um, and Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay's actually been really good defensively, but like I said, you know those are just two guys. Especially Rudy, who's not, who, who is a guy who wasn't really known for his defense. He's actually been really good this year statistically. That that proves it. And then you, you saw with their run. And then of course Derek. I mean, Patty basically said, um, you know, uh, in a recent story with Je- Jeff McDonald that Derek. I mean, Derek's basically like they're they're only one healthy defensive guy, like their best guy, should I say, with, with Dejounte out. So um, you, you're right. I mean, they really don't have anybody as a replacement. I don't know. 
you know, that's why, um, you know, the trade deadline's interesting. You know, the offseason, especially when they're not going to have a lot of money, they're going to be over the cap. So that's just, those are, and not, not only a Danny and Kawhi, but also Kyle Anderson was a huge part of their defense last year, why they were able to stay top 10 even without Kawhi for most of the year. So you're right, they haven't, they haven't, able, they haven't been able to, to uh, find those type of players, you know, and then also, you know, Derek is hurt now, and then Rudy's had some injury history this year. So, like, their, their other two best defenders are always getting hurt. Um, all right, Stephen, let's go ahead and get into uh, our second topic, and that, that is the guy we were just talking about, Derek White. Um, so, so the Spurs are, are, are listing him out right now with a right, with right heel soreness. Um, according to Jeff McDonald, he talked to Pop in Sacramento, and uh, Pop says it's plantar, fasci- um, um, uh, plantar fascia of some sort. Um, he says he'll be out for a while. Uh, so he basically could miss the rest of this um, this road trip up until the All-Star break, it looks like right now. So that, that's, the, that's the next um, four games in a row. That's, that's at Golden State, at Portland, at Utah, and at Memphis. And like you mentioned, those are some really tough games, especially when Derek was just, like, you know, really getting getting into his own offensively. Where, well, like I mentioned, he had a 26-point career-high night the other night against Brooklyn. Uh, so what are the Spurs missing with him? Um, I mean, easily just look at the wins. When he's on the floor, they play like a 52-win team. When he's off, they're like a 44-win team. The biggest stat, though, is his defense. I mean, he's when he's on the floor, teams are scoring 4.7 points per 100 um, less against the Spurs, and he's second only behind Rudy Gay in that statistic. Um, since January, basically, he's been their fourth leading scorer. You know, very consistent, really good, efficient shooter. He doesn't take a lot of shots. He just makes the shots that he gets. Uh, and then, like I mentioned earlier, Patty Mills basically called him, you know, their best defender right now at the moment. So, so how, how do you think um, the Spurs are going to fare with, with the rest of this road trip, especially without Derek White, probably? Well, I mean, you mentioned right off the bat, it's a big hole to fill. And, I mean, you know, they, they got Golden State next. Um, can we just not even play that game? <laughs> oh, I, I, Pop, I mean, uh, Pop already basically thinks that because uh, LaMarcus said – and uh, and uh, DeRozan are out for load management, both of them. <laughs> oh lord. Okay, so yeah, we're, we're just going to schedule that for a loss. We'll talk about that later. But I mean, what Derek, yeah. what's Derek White going to put the loss of him? I mean, that's a huge loss. I mean, considering where he was a year ago at this time, I, I honestly don't even remember if he even made the rodeo trip. I think he was still in Austin at the time. I don't remember, but I mean, look how far he's come. And I mean, 20, you mentioned twenty six points a career high. I mean, that's pretty good for, for a second year player. So, I mean, basically, mm. though, I mean, you're not just missing his offense. You're missing what he can do on defense. And you put a guy like Brent Forbes out there who, I mean, let's face it, he's not the best defender in the world. Uh, he can score the basketball, which is good news. But he has those streaky moments. Derek White hasn't really had those streaky moments. Yes, maybe offensively, but he made up for it with his defense. So you're missing a player like that. Um, and when you take a guy out of, who had and look up to where you mentioned, Paul, where the Spurs have been playing well, with Derek White in that lineup, um, he has provided good good moments on, on both sides of the basketball. But whenever he's out, or he's out, I mean, like on the bench, when a bench player comes in to relieve him, relieve him for a little bit, you see that consistency go down. And I think, and I, I don't mean to be negative here, but I, I you kind of saw it in Sacramento, where Sacramento is that is that team where they can get up and down the floor. And if you're going to have Derek White out, and it, it looks like according to Pop, we are. For a little bit, I don't know who that player is going to be that can step it up and fill that role. I mean, Davis Bertans is not really that type of player. Um, like I said, Brent Forbes is not really that type of player. Patty Mills is, but he's also inconsistent on both sides of the basketball sometimes. So I, I think the Spurs are really going to have a hard time filling that hole, and that might result in more losses than wins at this point. 
Yeah, for sure. And, you know, a lot of fans want Lonnie Walker to get the playing time since he's going to be out. Um, but even that's, you know, it's tough to rely on Lonnie, who's just a rookie. He hasn't really had a lot of experience. Um, you know, defensively, he has definitely has a lot of tools, has, has a lot of, um, you know, room for growth. But um, offensively is where I'm a, little, I'm a little worried that if he gets real minutes, I'm not sure how much uh, Pop will trust him if he makes, you know, three, three, two to three mistakes really quickly in a few possessions. Um, so I just don't feel like that's a reliable option. I mean, you just have, like you mentioned, you just have to go forward with, with Bryn Forbes, with DeMar, with uh, Patty, with Marco, those kind of guys that are, that are kind of your seasoned vets uh, who, who have been part of the lineup and the rotation and just you know, basically try to hold down the fort as much as possible. I think it's going to be really hard uh, in these last four games before the, the break, but we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, all right, Steven, so let's get into the next topic, and that's um, the upcoming um, – the, the trade deadline, should I say – so the NBA trade deadline is, is scheduled to um, come up here on, on Thursday at two o'clock p.m. So so we're so when this comes out, the Spurs cast uh, it'll basically be tomorrow. So if a trade goes down with the Spurs, then you know you you, you all the audience knows why Stephen and I didn't talk about it because we're just barely talking about this. We're recording this on a Tuesday evening. Um, so Stephen, the Spurs actually found themselves in a few trade rumors um, before these players got traded. Funny, uh, you know, basically, um, Chris asked Porzingis when he got before he got traded to Dallas. Um, there was a few reporters who basically said, keep an eye on San Antonio. I think it was Zach Lowe was the specific reporter. But there's also been some buzz with the Spurs and Porzingis. Now, he ended up going to Dallas, though. Then also, Rodney Hood uh, was was rumored to uh, – San Antonio had interest in him as well. But then he ended up getting uh, moved to Portland. So those two guys did get traded. Um, outside of that, there hasn't been really any other buzz, any kind of rumors. Um, I got a little tip here from Sporting News. Uh, they, they wrote um, – Eastern Conference um, GM says that, uh, that the Spurs are trying to move Pau Gasol. Now, that's not really news or a rumor because that's kind of been the, the situation since, like, September where the Spurs have been basically trying to find a taker for Pau's contract, and that's tough. I mean, he's making $16 million, 16.8 this year. Next year, he's making $16 million. Um, 6.7 of that is guaranteed. So it, I think it's just been really tough to find a, a trade deal for Pau um, without putting one of the good players, like like a young guy like Yolani or, or Derek or um, or Dejounte Murray, in a kind of type of deal, um, a player that a lot of fans have wanted. I, I've gotten this on Twitter a lot. Request is a uh, Tarian Prince from the Hawks. Um, the Hawks, though, asking price it looks like according to Zach Lowe is really high. They want a young player, which I would assume is like a Derek White, of, uh, a Yolani, or a uh, who's the other guy, um, Dejounte. And a pick, so I just don't know if the Spurs have the assets, and I don't think they would want to do that with with, with Tarin, who's already 20, almost twenty five years old. Um, so, so with um, one, one thing I did, Stephen, this this past week was I put a Twitter poll up, and it got over a thousand votes. And I just said, you know, Spurs Spurs fans, what is your your um, your guess on the on the percentage that that the Spurs make a trade? And they're being very realistic here. They say it. The majority say it's zero to twenty-five percent chance the Spurs make a move this week. Eighty percent of them said that. Next was it was about fifty percent, fourteen percent, seventy-five percent was about four percent people, and then a hundred percent was about two percent. So, so what are your thoughts, and and where do you fall in that? And if the Spurs are going to make a trade on Thursday, I I don't see it happening, and, and the reason is, uh, <clears throat> you know, we both have talked about this many times over the past few years, and. That's Pop doesn't like to make moves to the trade deadline because it screws up the chemistry of the team. And if you look at the Spurs team currently, I mean, this was the biggest turnover of uh, players in the offseason that I've, that I've seen in a very long time. Uh, and, and I'm not talking just about Jamar for Kawhi. I mean, it, we had more than that go on. And, I mean, the only one I could really see the need to move would be Paul Gasol since, I mean, you know, he's had his role diminished a lot since he went out with an injury but on the flip side of that his contract is so outrageous I don't see any team 
really calling up the Spurs, hey, give us time to solve. So, no, I don't see the Spurs really making a move. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with that, with the majority who said 0 to 25% chance they make a move. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, but I would be kind of surprised if they actually did make a move. Um, and even like Colin, I don't want to go too far into this because Colin and I kind of addressed this last week as our, our main topic. And, um, you know, we talked about the financial part of it. You know, sure, you can move Powell, but even if you move him and take no salary back, you're still going to be an over-the-cap team this summer. You're only going to have the, the middle of exception. So it's not really drastic to move Powell. I mean, you're, you're going to basically be in the same situation unless – you're trying to, like I, like I told Colin last week, unless you're trying to go after Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or one of these these big-name free agents who you got to get a huge max slot open, then you do need to move Powell and then a bunch of other players like Patty Mills and you know all these other guys. So I really don't see that as the case right now. Um, I think they're going to be very conservative here at the um, at the trade deadline on Thursday. Um, the Spurs will be. Um, and then one thing that, that Colin, I mean, Colin and I talked about last week was that in the event that Powell doesn't get any playing time still or his role gets continues to get reduced – I could see it down the road, either either during this season before March, um, you know, the buyout market date, or even in the summer, maybe Powell talking to management about probably possibly seeking a buyout and maybe just ending his contract, um, and then going to find you know another team that could, he can find playing time on. That's again, that's that's a drastic situation. That's only if Powell was unhappy and he was willing to, he wanted to get out. Of if, but but I don't know if that's been the case because possibly giving him more minutes lately. So. So we'll see what's going on there um, as time goes on. All right, Stephen, our final topic. Let's go ahead and um, preview the upcoming games for the for the first half of the rodeo road trip uh, before before they go to the All Star break to Spurs. Uh, so let's go ahead and begin with a game that we really have to get too much of the statistics. Uh, the, the Spurs start this um, you know the, the rest of this this road, rodeo road trip um, in Golden State on Wednesday. Uh, they play the Warriors. Warriors are nineteen and seven at home. Uh, they are nine and one in their last ten games. The Spurs will be without. Aldridge and DeRozan for load management, and also Derek White, of course, with the uh, right heel soreness. The Warriors are already an eleven point favorite. Who do you have in this one? It's a loss. I'm not even going to go into it. It's a loss. Yeah, you don't. Have, yeah, same here. Um, you know, it'll be fun to see. You know, a lot, you know, the, the, whenever Pop used to do this, and the Spurs were good, and they, you know they were winning fifty games easily, uh, it would be cool just to see. You know, there was some nights where the where the where, the, where he would set Duncan and Manu and Tony, and, and the, the the bench guys would actually have a chance at winning games. Because the other team would kind of fall asleep on them and not take them seriously, but I'm with you. You know, I just I think in the end the, the Warriors are just playing their best basketball right now, especially right after getting Boogie back and that whole you know the whole energy with with that team is really positive right now and, and they're heading in the right direction. Real quick, yeah. What the heck is load management? <laughs> I don't remember who the first guy was that, that used it. I don't know if it was LeBron or I know Kawhi had it earlier in Toronto this year. Um, yeah, I just it. I guess it's like you, you you have too high of a usage, and you do too much for your team, and you played all these minutes. Um, so you know, it, it's just a classic pop strategy. I think I think because like we're about to talk about here, it's a, it's a two games you know two game stretch here, and one of them looks almost impossible to win, even when you're healthy yeah. without Derek White. I think that's why Pop's kind of doing it. And, you know, LaMarcus definitely does apply to that load management because he hasn't had a, a night off at all this year. He's played every single game. Uh, DeRozan has missed four, like you mentioned earlier, with the ankle slash rest yeah. um, excuse earlier, uh, you know, the reasoning. But LaMarcus definitely deserves a load management night off. For sure. Uh, let's go into the next game, Stephen, and that's this is the interesting one. This is Thursday uh, in Portland. Um, the Spurs play play the Blazers. Uh, they, the Blazers are twenty two and seven at home with the second ranked offense at home and eleventh ranked defense. They are seven and three in their last ten games. Who do you have in this one? Assuming um, Lamarcus and, and DeRozan are playing. Well, assuming they're, they're L.A. and Demar are playing, I would give the Spurs actually a good shot. But 
Okay. Uh, assuming they're not, I, I know they're lost, but I mean, let's assume they are playing for the, for the fun of it. I mean, I would like to see the Spurs really just come out and surprise me, but considering how good Portland is at home, I would take Portland. So you're going to take Portland? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say because your um, your 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 perfect record is on the line here. You're actually three and zero on the Spurs cast oh, in your previous predictions. Yeah, you you have the best record out of all, all the all of our writers. Um, all right, so you're taking on Portland. I'm with you, Stephen. You know, I really think that Lamarcus and 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 Demar will be back. You know, the Spurs will put up a valiant effort, but again, I just I do not trust their defense right now, especially with Derek White out. I really feel that. The two components to making their defense really good, like we saw in December and January, are having Rudy Gay and Derek on the floor together. And if one of those guys is missing, you know they're they're so huge to their so incremental to their defense. I, I just see them having a tough night, especially with no one to guard Dame, no one to guard CJ. Uh, it's, it's good. I think they're going to be enough in for a tough night. Um, definitely, that that Portland crowd is great with the energy they bring. So if Portland gets like a you know twelve to fourteen point lead, I think that that's a night for the Spurs. I don't think they're going to have the, the weapons right. or, or the defensive stops to bring it back. So okay, so we're both taking Portland uh, in that game. Then Stephen on Saturday, the Spurs go to Utah uh, for the second time this season. Now they got blown out once in Utah earlier in the year. Uh, the Jazz are sixteen and ten at home. They have the eighteenth ranked offense at home and fifth ranked defense. They are seven and three in their last ten games. Who do you have in this one? Uh, this is a tough one <laughs> because. Um... One, I, I mean, I fully expect tomorrow and Lamarcus back by then. I, I don't see the why they'll be out that long. Um, see, I would normally pick, the, I, I want to pick the Spurs because, I mean, statistics show, you know, they would be better than they were a few months ago when they played in Utah. They just, they, they just would. But Utah's really good on defense at home for some reason. I don't know what the heck it is about being home or road, but. I'm going to give it to the Spurs. I'll say the Spurs can find a way to win. I, I don't know how, but I'm just so I won't go 0-3. I'll say they win this one. Okay, I'm going to go 0-3. I feel like 0-3 is a safer bet right now. Um, just because, again, same situation here. No, that Without Derek White, I don't trust this defense. Um, you know, Jazz played really well. I, again, I don't think their Spurs will get blown out by 30 like they did last time in Utah. But I still feel like that 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 energy, that environment of the home crowd against San Antonio's defense, you know, again, where they can fall, they can just easily fall down by like ten to twelve points, and then I think that's a night for the Spurs. I don't think they'll have the stops or, or the weapons to to get themselves back in a ball game in in Utah. So I'm going to take the Jazz. You'll take the Spurs. Now the last one is um, next Tuesday. The Spurs uh, play their final game uh, of the first half of the regular road trip before All Star break at Memphis. Uh, the Grizzlies are twelve and fourteen. Uh, they are 29th on offense, sixteenth on. Uh, sixth on defense, should I say, uh, at home. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games, and by this time, Marcus Saw and Mike Conley might have been moved by then, along with a few other players. There's already been rumors tonight that tonight might have been Marcus Saw's last game in Memphis. I mean, there was reports that he was packing up his locker room, that they took the nameplate off his locker, um, that, that Malik Monk was getting, um, uh, that was was basically left Charlotte early, because there's, there's rumors that he's going to Charlotte, Mark. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, so this could be a definitely a different looking Grizzlies team. Was probably taking by this time next week. So who do you have uh, in that game? Man, I wish you would have told me all that before we were going through this prediction. <laughs> I would have cho- definitely chose different in that Utah game. Now um, I would say the Spurs win in, in Memphis. Uh, you know, Spurs win in Memphis, not, and not just because of the Hogus Hall thing, but I mean, Memphis started really hot. They've cooled off considerably since then, um, and as you said there's a very good chance that the Memphis team looks completely 100% different in about 24 to 48 hours. 
So combine that, even with Derek White's injury, with the Spurs' inconsistent defense, I don't see Memphis having the offense to um, sustain with the Spurs' offense, even on a, on a bad night for the Spurs, and that's saying a lot. So um, I give it to the Spurs, and I'm going to say goodbye to my perfect record because I'm pretty sure it's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you want to change your Utah your pick, you still can. I haven't, you know, we haven't published yeah, publish on this. So, okay, so you're going to take the Jazz in that one? Yeah, I'll take the Jazz. I'll say Spurs the, on this first leg of the trip. I, they've already gone 0 and 1. I'll say, they, yeah. what is it, 1 and 4? What is it? It, it would be uh, 1 and 4 up to this point yeah, if, if they lose. That. And that's not a, I mean, what were they on the trip last year? Do you know? Uh, they, they had a losing record last year, if I recall. It wasn't yeah, one of the first well, years that they did say, that. To start off 1 and 4 on the trip is not ideal. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So you're taking um, Spurs in, in Memphis, though, right? Spurs, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even and the Demar said, "Yeah, I think it's still." <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm with you. I'm taking Spurs in Memphis again. I think that by this point next week, uh, Mark and Mike. I mean, Mark for sure. I think is getting traded, and then Mike probably a good like 75 to 80 percent chance he gets moved too. And if that's the case, I really think that the Grizzlies are heading in tank direction to try to get a good draft pick and start rebuilding. So, so I think it's a safe pit, bet to take the Spurs right now. Uh, in that game next week. Um, okay. All right. Thanks, Stephen, for joining me on this this episode of, of SpursCast 528. Again, SpursCast listeners, if you're on Twitter, please follow him at the Stephen A underscore. Thanks, man. Thanks, Bob. Have a good night. Thank you to Stephen for joining me on SpursCast episode 528. Again, if you're on Twitter, please follow him at the Stephen A underscore. Some closing remarks before I close out this episode. Um, continue to check Steven's workout on, on ProjectSpurs.com. He, he provides his analysis after every Spurs game. Um, Benjamin Bornstein has his latest Spurs prospect watch about Cameron Johnson, a 6'9 forward from North Carolina. So, again, Ben's still keeping you all informed and us here at, at Project Spurs on uh, the Spurs' draft picks and, you know, the, the potential of certain prospects of if they could land in San Antonio. Uh, my latest piece came out on Monday. It was called the Spurs' Rollercoaster Defense. And kind of what Stephen and I talked about, it's just about how Spurs have just been very inconsistent all year where they they, they, they weren't so good to start the year defensively. Then they, they, they went terribly in November. And then, uh, you know, in December and January, they showed really good defense and then starting to slip again here in um, early February where they're falling apart again defensively. Uh, so that's my latest piece. And then, uh, you know, with the trade deadline coming on Thursday, Colin Reed has his last piece out called Trade Deadline Preview Part 4, uh, Picks and More uh, by, by Colin. And again, it just goes into details about, you know, some of the assets that the Spurs have that they could put in trade or the chances that, that they do or don't get put um, any kind of deal this coming Thursday. Uh, and then lastly, please leave us a rating interview on iTunes. Thank you. Have a great day.